We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. Have you ever seen the Warriors? No. Wait, seriously? I don't think so. What is it? That's the gang one where the, the gang, there's like all the gangs in New York uh, like collaborate and they all send envoys and shit like that to this giant thing. And uh, goddamn, I don't remember the name of the main guy, but like it was the main king guy that's like he wants to get all the gangs to unite in New York because there's more of them than cops. So they can take over the entire city, and it's it's very, it's it's very it's very fantastical. But then somebody tries, somebody shoots the guy, and then blames it on the warriors. So now all the gangs are like out to kill the warriors, and then they have to kind of get back to the, they have to get back to Coney Island, and it's kind of like a mystical navigating thing because they have to go through like the, the subway system, and it's all crazy, and they kind of they end up getting split up. And gang, the gangs are very fantastical too. There's like these crazy baseball guys. Oh yeah, I think they're called the Baseball Furies, where they all wear like the full baseball setups of hats and like have weird painted faces. And then there's like this other one where they get into like the vet, the den of you know the sirens and shit where these girls are flirting with them. And then like, oh no, they're gonna kill us! And it's super cool. And it has that iconic scene with the guy with the three bottles in his fingers going like, Warriors, come out and play. You heard of that? Have you ever seen that made fun of in like pop culture? I don't know. It's the most made. It's the most like pop culturally recognizable thing for the movie because in because huh. that weird scene, he takes like these three bottles, clinking them. It's really weird. Yeah, but we're not reviewing the Warriors today. Just doesn't ring a bell. Huh? Either way, what movies are are we reviewing today at uh, at the movies with Gummy Bear? We have a pairing of July 22 and Utoya, Julie 22. Okay. And these are both foreign movies. No. Wait, was one an American movie? Yeah. What? I didn't know that. I thought that we, I thought they were both like foreign films. No, I told you that. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, oh, well, I thought you said I had an American director, but I assumed it was like a foreign film made by like, I don't know why I assumed that. Probably because I have preconceived notions of what a film is. Very film biased. Okay, no, yeah, I, you, I remember you told me that it was the, wait, was that the one we watched last night, the July 22? No. Okay. Sorry. We should, the one we watched is a, is a form. Yeah. Sorry, so I'm going to give these backwards as to this movie while we discuss this, and we'll try to do this in two parts here. Movies are intertwined, and sorry for now, like, getting too lately, not even giving the basic synopsis. Gummy Bear, take it away in what this movie is about. Both movies are about a act of domestic terrorism in Norway, which happened on the 22nd of July, which is why they're both named with the date on... Shit, what year was it? 2011. 2011, yeah. Thank you. Ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, both movies were made in 2018, and they both take a very different approach to showing and explaining what happened. Which is worth uh, discussing in itself, I would say. In the, in the method of telling a story and how you tell a story of somebody that commits a horrific act without glorifying them. So, Gummy Bear, do you want to do the quick synopsis of... Do we want to... Which one do we want to start with, I guess, would be the better way to go about this? Because, again, they're both about the same story, but they tell it in a very different way. That's, that's why this is worth discussing in, like, a pair like this. So, for just as an overall breakdown of both one tells the entire story of like the event itself the event the entire event itself and then the court proceedings after in arresting the guy that committed this the this uh, attack and then the other movie is about the other one which was july 22 or which one which one was which they both basically have the same name that's why it's confusing oh god damn it okay so the first one is just called 22 july and then the second one is called Utoya, 22 Julie, because it's okay. like... Um, for, the one we watched last night was Utoya, July 22. Yeah. Okay. 
So your Twilight July 22 is just a, like almost like a found footage movie. Not even. I, okay, don't, not, I, I would not call it found footage. Well, man, how would you, how, how, okay, well, how would you describe it then, though? Because it's all like it's a it's all like one shot and it's done like in a perspective of, like a camera person just following this person around, essentially. It's not, it's all just done in one shot, which is like that doesn't make it feel like a found footage. Okay, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm misusing sound footage, but I just mean that, like, I, I, like I said, it's just like a, you know. I, I stand my GoPro argument. It's basically like there's just a GoPro on her the entire fucking movie. It just kind of like the camera pans away from her for a couple times, but at no point is it ever focusing on another character, except in the very end. But that'd be a thing to talk about later. I, I see what you're saying though. But yeah, so the point is though that one is just the event itself, and the other is the event and the proceedings after, kind of what happens. Which one do you think we should start off with, Dunning Bear? Well, well, let's go with the 22 July, as it focuses on the whole thing. And mm-hmm. then we can talk about how, yeah, the other movie. So, July 22, I missed the first 10 minutes of this. So, Gunning Bear, this part's on you. Well, it starts off showing... So, Utoya is an island, and there was, like, a summer camp for, like, politicians' kids. There are lots of... There were, like, hundreds of kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it kind of, like keeps flipping back and forth between showing the kids of the camp and then and then it shows the terrorist guy you know preparing everything he loads up a van with just a fuck ton of explosives um shows him like emailing his manifest out and you know the kids like you get to know a couple of the characters of the kids a little bit and then he and this happened in real life so he takes the van and parks it outside of like the parliament building and it Oya, it. Oya, right? It's called Oya, right? It was the city because it was O-Y-O-U. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oya? Yeah, I read it like I was, because I, I skimmed it online and it was like, Oya, it was like Oya, Oya, basically, or Oya, something like that. It's their capital. Yeah. Thing, so. I'm probably missing, I'm probably butchering that, but sorry, <laughs> just, uh, but sir, that's, uh, sorry, just worth, it's worth clarifying is where this bombing happened because people died. Yes. So, sorry. Yeah. I'll, sorry, I won't I think about that. seven people died in the mm-hmm. initial explosion and many injuries because it was, it was ridiculous. It was huge. Huge. They, well, they show footage of that in this in the other Real movie. Footage, yeah. so this is just as a quick tack on from the other movie. But yeah, sorry. That they, that footage there is ridiculous. All the windows blow up for the entire building. It's scary. And yeah. It's terrifying. Um, and then so he lights the fuse or whatever. He's got he's got police like whole like mimicking police like vests and says helmet and says he's the police on there. And he's got his guns, and he goes to a different van that he had, I guess, just waiting for him. And then he drives to uh, where the the camp is, and he tricks the like the leaders, the le- adults, I guess, the camp leader. I don't know what to call them. Well, I think it's worth noting that this island can only be accessed by boat, essentially. Yeah. So there's it's uh, there's only one way to access it. They only have one boat to get between the two points mm-hmm. of there, and. I, if I uh, sorry, and I, if I was a betting man, I'd say that's the security thing. I was like, oh, there's only one access point, so we can defend it. So the guy gets ferried across on the boat. Like I'm the police, I'm here to secure the island, and the ferryman doesn't ask him for papers or anything. So he just kind of boop gets ferried across with his case of mystery weapons. And then yeah, and then he begins massacring. Yeah, he gets to the island. The counselors approach him. He immediately gun. He basically immediately guns them down. Then out of his giant weapons case, he pulls out an assault rifle. And then he proceeds to massacre, do you want to say the body count, or do you want me to? Well, I mean, I, I, are we just going through the movie, or are we, we listing off true facts? Because well, the truth... I was going to kind of save some of those, so... Okay, well, fine. We'll okay, I'd like okay, to okay. just go through like, Okay, movie, fine. Okay, so he goes to the movie. He calls, He says a bunch of right, right-wing stuff. You guys are Marxists, and traitors and all this kind of blah 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 stuff and guns kids he guns down a shit ton of kids and adults too but mostly kids a lot get injured like over 100 are injured and he then when he finally gets arrested uh there's he gets arrested immediately like it's no kind of like almost and like he's on this immediately he, he does too and he kind of first makes these proclamations that there will be a third attack that he will he will not disclose, but he's like open to negotiating. He wants to end multiculturalism and stop uh, immigration in Europe and shit like that too. And also, he was against like feminism and shit like that too. Like it was all hardcore right wing shit. Yeah, it's the full 
the full uh, the trifecta, if you will. <laughs> yeah, essentially the the most. So it feels shitty saying this, but yeah, it's like the most extreme example of a right wing individual you would find. Essentially, was this guy who committed this act. So then the movie, the rest of the movie is about the victims kind of coping with like what had been done to them because most people are like. Even if people didn't get injured from it, they're like psychologically fucked up from the trauma of it, of the entire event. And other people are kind of dealing with physical injuries and just kind of like learning to reuse their bodies. At the same time, it's kind of going through this guy because he's putting on a bit of a show. And then he eventually kind of reveals that he's the only actor. There's no other bigger team. It's just him. And the whole thing is for him to just be like, I did this and I'm not insane and I did this because I'm scared for our countries and blah, 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 and blah, blah, you know, all that kind of shit. He wants to, he wants a platform to say his message. So and I'm, the show, film depicts this and I'm not sure how true this is to reality, but there was debate over how much of the trial he gets because he's like very clearly did it. But then there's also... He just he wants a platform to say his hate. So it's like, do we platform this guy and all this kind of shit, shit and allow him to say it? Because it's like, basically, I think it's in how he takes a sentencing. He might get to say a closing statement and shit like that. Because they wanted to book him away as insane. And he originally was going to go for that for a lighter sentence. And he's like, no, I'm not insane. Like, I stand by it. I would do this again. Like, all of them. And the, yeah, so then... And eventually he gets arrested and like this whole thing he's sentenced and all that. He says his platform. He's denounced by other again, I'm not sure how true this was because it was uh this is not a all movies like kind of shift history here and there a little bit for streamlining of stories. But he he's denounced by his mother and his and other people on the right, basically, and nobody will speak for him on his behalf. So he's like left alone in his actions where other people on the right are like, Yes, we agree with what he wants. But we don't condone, like, gunning down a bunch of kids and shit to get that done. So he's kind of left alone in there. And there's... And that was that. And then there's kind of a... I'm not, did, kid, did victims work on that film at all? I'm not sure. Okay. And that's the... And that's the first... And that was uh, that's essentially the first movie. And uh, there's also some, like, drama, too, about the defense attorney that represents them as well. But that... I assume it happens at all every high profile case because every everyone hates defense attorneys, but it's just part of the legal system. So it's kind of it's a weird fucking thing. But anyway, though he took on the case and shit like that too because he's he's a principal guy who believes everyone deserves some defense and stuff like that. Uh, but he's also like a liberal too because he was this was against the what's the what was it called the People's Party in Norway? What was the political party that he was against? Like they were attacking them for. Because his lawyer was like a left guy that was active in the political party that donated to them regularly. And his kids went to the same camp. But then this terrorist guy made an exception for this lawyer because it was, he was. The Labor Party. The Labor Party. Because, yeah, he made an exception for this lawyer because he's like, you're my lawyer. So you were the exception for the new world and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that's kind of the summary of the movie, I would say, of the overall plot. I thought the acting was good in it. It was, I, I like the, I don't know, I like the. I thought the overall viewing, displaying everything was really good. Although I have one thing I, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, but the sequence comparing of like him actually shooting kids on the island, it almost at points came off a bit like a video game. I don't mean that in a way where like I'm saying video games correlate to this kind of violence and shit like that. But I mean, I guess in the way it was shot about just kind of like, if you imagine if you're playing like, a game like Grand Theft Auto, and you go walk down the street with an automatic rifle and just started gunning down people and they start running away and they just like bodies are everywhere. It just looks a little bit like that, and because of the gunshot wounds and all that. So the the movie doesn't shy away from showing you the gore and like blood from this too, and just kind of everybody screaming around, screaming, running around trying to survive and being gunned down. And I thought that was just interesting, and I'm not sure if that was intentional because later in the movie they mentioned that. Uh, the guy that committed these acts liked playing video games, like Call of Duty and shit like that, and he liked to lead lead fucking what's it strikes and squads or team matches and shit like that too. I don't know if that was supposed to be a correlating thing, but I thought it was interesting because that's what all the sh- the scene shots reminded me of or what it looked like. And then again, as one last note, I want to point out that I loved it a lot in the movie is that they follow the storyline of one kid that got shot like, a few times and was left for dead, but he managed to survive after being, like, shot in the head, losing an eye and shit, and two more, like, in his body. 
he had to drastically reuse his body, he had to get a fake eye and everything, and he had a brother during the, he had a brother who was under the attack too, and didn't get injured. And they kind of go into how that brother kind of gets ignored a bit, because the parents are focusing on the more injured child, but this other one is, he's like psychologically fucked up from everything, because he had to leave his brother. Survivor skills. Of course. Well, also, too, he had to leave his brother. He, he had to leave his brother behind because his brother got shut and his police told him to run. So they go into so that gets addressed in the movie, which I appreciated. And it's like an emotional moment between the brother because the brother's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, the mom and dad are focusing on me and doing that," but it was just a very sweet moment that really gave me the feels. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I think it was one of the most poignant movie, moments in the movie for me, though. And that's my last of my spiel. Your turn to talk. I should point out too that uh, this movie like doesn't like the attack part is basically really quick and over and done with, and I'm gonna maybe you feel like it feels like a video game because it just doesn't really convey like how truly horrific it was, which the second movie 100% does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the second movie... Ahoya 22. Utoya July 22, or U-July 22, mm-hmm. um, is actually Norwegian-made. Mm, okay. And instead of it being about the whole event from very beginning to conclusion of conviction, etc., um, which I believe happened like years later. I can't remember. We'll get into that after. Mm-hmm. It it just shows the the attack on the island. The film is taken in in one shot. They did it seven times. Picked number five. Um, it's all one continuous shot following one. Fic- complete. Everybody in the film is completely fictional to like to be respectful to the actual survivors, etc. Victims. I'm sorry, I just want to say, as in when you say one-shot, with no hidden edits. That's an important no. distinction, because yeah. some one-shot movies do hidden edits, like Birdman has them, they're just hidden. This one has no hidden edits. One it is single complete... take in real time. Exactly. And you said they did it how many times? I, I think I read seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, they do not really give any attention to the attacker at all. Um, mm-hmm. He's briefly seen, like, kind of really creepily in the background like twice um and the way they did it was was chilling because the film itself is more or less supposed to be showing what happened to them from their perspective and they had over 40 victims collaborate with them on the film Mm -hmm. yeah and that was an interesting thing too and like the and how that was done because it's not a very big island and it's a awkward edit just want to say that a uh, right now there's a lot of interference from the universe at whole. The universe is trying to stop us from making this podcast and talking about these movies. It's collaborating in probably a big conspiracy with Big Pharma, Bill Gates, all the conspirators. So I'm just saying, these movies, these movies they're trying to stop us from. We we are going to talk about these movies despite what the universe wants us to do. Radical freedom. With this uh, movie though, and everything, yeah, sorry, in this uh, second one, this Norwegian one being completely from their perspective and then one shot. It's really tense. And I want to say with the sound design in it too that I really was distinct for me is that there was no there's no music or anything like that. It was just all it was like you just heard everything around you, like the nature, the force, the sounds and shit, the gunshots popping off every now and then too. And when they were close, like they were loud, because guns are fucking loud and that's never really showed enough in movies. So this I felt like this one really showed like, yeah, guns are fucking loud. And they're terrifying and how, how it goes around and when it's close enough you can't even tell where it's coming from yeah so it's these kids are just like you hear gunshots you don't know where it's coming from and you're all just running for cover and you don't want to be too high they and sorry it's it really puts you in that scenario and that's when i was saying like again the gopro is about analogy basically yeah, like a camera following this character around and her trying to just again all fictional about girl trying to find her sister and they have like a, sorry they have a bit of a fight before so there's, a, you know, that kind of, that character resonating feeling thing you get with them. And as she goes around and she kind of runs into people that are kind of introduced in the opening sequence of the movie, they kind of get to position to position, like ducking out of shots and just kind of hiding and people die around. And I got to say too, like, is the difference between the other movie too, they're very incredibly tasteful with the death like you don't they don't show a lot of dead bodies they just show a few and the most 
they don't show like any blood or gore or anything except for like the one they have one there's one point when the girl's running around and she finds a, uh, a shot victim and her exit wound is like really effed up and it's really gr- like fake and gross and that's that's about it though so it's so tastefully done and i actually remember that impacted me more just like i was like oh my god and i commented the gummy bear when we were watching it together like oh my god like how is that like a what like what kind of bullet is that and just commented exit wound and maybe that kind of goes back to what i was saying with the other movie with that the segment of him going around shooting kids it felt like right the video game was like boo, boo, pop up pop, and it was so a lot of it that it's almost like it's very scary and shit too but it was it was weird how that one tiny like that really gross bullet hole from this movie made me go like oh my god when i didn't have that same feeling from watching the first one and how they have that like abundance of violence in that first opening segment where everything is so toned back because you're just like you're running from it so you don't know you're not taking time to inspect bodies or see shit like that uh yeah and i really uh i liked it and there was like this the one of my one of my favorite character movie survives so that made me happy but he's he's just like this cool character with amazing bracelets and perfect hair so <laughs> No, I really, I don't know, it's kind of, it was really sad, though, because, again, until we get to the very end of it, though. So, very end of it, girl, like, she's been going around this entire island trying to find her sister and not get shot by creepy gunmen that, again, is very, I want to comment to what you said, too, about how they don't show them at all in this movie. And this, we'll go, we'll discuss this after about the not avoiding all glorif- any kind of glorification whatsoever. But there's they only show him twice, and you're right. How he's walking around so slowly and so creepily, like it was in juxtaposition with the whole movie. Everyone's just running by crazy places, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's just someone walking slowly in the background, and you, you almost like you, it's hard to miss too. Like you, like yeah. Well, it it goes into everything about that too, though, where it's terrifying, and if you're like in a situation where again going into that. It's incredibly amount of damage that one person can do with a single automatic firearm if nobody has any means to do anything back at them. Then also with the police outfit. Well, also with the police outfit, because oh yeah, right, they go into that too in this movie where they kind of more go into that like who's shooting at us? It's the police, and that kind of sets kids off like what the fuck is even happening? So that's that that's a fair and that's something that gets addressed in the movie, right? And that would be like how it would be terrifying for them as well. They don't know who to trust. And also, like, there's bad service on the island. All these things. And I guess we'll be talking about after, because Gummy Bear, like, has more information on this, about how they, the, like, there was a big failure on the police department and, like, getting there in time, because there was a lot of, kind of, things that were, like, and I'll, I'll get into this, but, sorry, the movie ends with the girl that's running around to save her sister. She gets shot by the dude. And then, as you follow the cool guy character that I like that survives, he gets on the rescue boat and then gets off, and it pans over to her sister over another girl holding down or another sorry, another person, I wasn't sure they were, but holding down on a wound to try to stop them from bleeding out. And so the sister survived and she's on the rescue boat and that's that. And again, you're all fictional, but it's like that it's the movie gives you those feels and the connections to the characters and who survived. And that's a bit of the point of that, right? I think this was like they were going for in this one. And I guess now going into the final things about both these movies, the second one, the Norwegian one was going for full like, show the kind of horror of what happened but don't do nothing to glorify the killer at all or give any kind of means to his platform or anything except at the very end when they say that he's a right-wing terrorist and blah 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 and this is what he wants which is like true he was very outspoken about that in court about the xenophobia and shit like that and my only little problem with the movie and this is just because it's the statement just kind of it's like a it's like a half truth right but it says that right-wing terrorism is on the rise and that only bugs me because like that's true and i'll even i'll even go as far as there's more right-wing terrorism than left-wing terrorism but i'd say it's more accurate that these domestic terrorism things are more i don't know kind of like it depends on where you are there's a lot of context to that kind of statement and again this is hard for me this is not for me to say because we're across the pond from the eu because they have more they also have like a lot more shit to deal with over there in the uk and this kind of goes into like i think about I wonder if right-wing extreme extremism is way more intense over way more hard to deal or intense in the in the UK or sorry in the Europe in like EU than over in Canada because we're like a hot pot but we're all in one country where they're all in their own individual countries so everything is like a border and shit like that right so it's kind of like and that's why some you know what I mean so it gets like so that's where I'm saying that statement 
I like it bugs me a bit, but also like for what I'm saying, like that's not my thing in Canada though, because like we have, you know what I mean, Canada we have different things happen over here, right? I don't know, like that was just kind of um, that was the only thing that made me tick off with the movie, but everything else I liked with it and how it just portrayed everything too, and I thought again how they had portrayed the killer was tasteful as well. So do you want to talk about some of the details of the event itself? Yeah, so. Uh, I just did a shit ton of talking though, so you don't want to take the stage for a bit before, because I'm sure you already know more than me and I are more accurate. Because I just skimmed a couple things, so I'm not completely out of the loop. What threw me off most was his sentencing. We'll end with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I personally more like focused on like the actual attack on the island rather than like the whole thing of like events that happened there. Because mm-hmm. um, the whole attack was like 72 minutes. And police got to the shore 30 minutes into it, but didn't have any way to get across. 40 minutes of them just, like, probably hearing gunshots and people screaming. Well, what turned me off... Just being like, oh, I can't help. <laughs> what, ter- what turned me off is like, that oh they... No, what, what threw me off for genuinely, though, was they had, like, there was a point when they had, like, a helicopter was going around the island. And I assume it was, like, a news helicopter or something like that. But what threw me off of that is that, like... Okay, well, like, do the cops not have a helicopter? Like, it was just a surveillance helicopter, and that's all they had. Okay, and but that's what I mean, right? Where it was, yeah, it was just surprising that I was like, they don't have a helicopter, like anywhere in Norway. So does no one have a helicopter for this? I could transport some cops with some stuff in case they're not ready. I bet they do now. Yeah, and I, I understand it, though. I think of it as a thing, though. Maybe it's, like, just uh, they had another major attack, and that's why they had it. And much like the like with the Munich Olympics in Germany. Like, do you, do you know that thing? The bomb in the... No, in the Munich Olympics in Germany, some... I don't, it was some some shit, but basically some some people from one nation went and killed another nation's, like, people and athletes and shit, and it was, like, a... Kind of images of the German forces fucked up, so they basically they made an anti-terrorism task force, basically, and they, had, they had like a basically like a SWAT team. Oh. To kind of like to so that that would that kind of would that wouldn't happen in the future. I I might, I'm probably butchering that history a bit, but essentially it's like yeah, one country killed some other country's people in the Olympics, in the Munich Olympics, and it was like they Germany oh didn't God. Germany didn't have the police power to handle it effectively, so now they do. And this just strikes me as like an incident like that where it's terrifying, but I'm sure they're more prepared now. But the helicopter thing threw me off as a bit. Um, but again, I understand maybe like why they wouldn't have, like, because again, this guy had an automatic weapon, and maybe they just don't have that on hand here, and like, like in there. I don't know what their police force is like, because Norway, their big thing is like rehabilitation, right? Nonviolent intervention for a lot of things. So it makes sense that their police force wasn't super well equipped or didn't have as much of that. But I might be talking out of my ass. At the end of the Norwegian film Utoya July 22. That's how we're going to separate the American one and the Norwegian one because their names are so similar. American one is whole is the whole story including the trial. The Norwegian one is just the attack itself. Yeah. At the end of the Norwegian film there is a it ends with the boat showing up with just some random lady and she's like freaking out too. She's like oh, like scared as mm-hmm. shit but like coming to help the kids. Um so there was that that's factually accurate that um Several people who were located along the lake, because the the camp the island itself is very small and only for this summer camp. Um, so everyone else who might have been around would be look like living like on the edges of the lake. And a bunch of people like jumped in their own like very small boats to help save some kids and pull them out of the water because uh, there were some drownings as well. Some kids made it all swam all the way to the other side. Right, that was something that was mentioned because it's it, it was, the water was quite cold at that time of year as well. Mm-hmm. I well, something I was thinking about because the kids comment on this in the film when they're talking about because they're on the beach line hiding from hiding off the cliffs from the shooter, and they're commenting why the boats are circling around and not coming in to help them. I imagine again it was probably because they're not they were probably civilians, not cops, so they're like they don't know what's going on. And it's good that some of them went in to help, but it's like from a civilian's point of view, they wouldn't really know what to do in that situation when they're hearing gunshots on the island and they hear people screaming for help. Yeah. But they wouldn't, if they were just a regular person, like they were, so that's why, I just think that's imagine why the civilians took a while to respond, but it's good that they did. Like, let's, it's nice, that it, it's good that some also did. The fact that they're obviously also risking their own lives. Well, that's why, as a, as a cop, it's your obligation because that's your 
Cobb, but for a civilian, that's why I'm saying their hesitancy makes more sense from a civilian perspective as opposed to the cops. The cops weren't hesitant. They were unable to do it. They didn't have the equipment to do it. And during the attack itself, um, the gunman was shooting at people who were trying to swim away. Mm -hmm. Every probability that he would have also shot at um, them as well. Yeah. Well, when somebody's doing something like that, they don't care. That's the thing. They know they're done. Okay, well, I was going to say they know they're going away for life, but Norway is a... Their life isn't actually that long, to be to be fair. So now that I want to I want to talk about that. I guess maybe after, but the total. Sorry, is there anything else you have to say? I was going to. Um, I just wanted count. to like, yeah, just one last little thing about the real event that I wanted to to mention was that there was a seventeen-year-old survivor of the incident who was arrested as possibly being an accomplice and held for seventeen hours and like relentlessly interrogated and further traumatized after this horrific event um simply because his current haircut was different than his picture of his like identification it sounds like the cops are overreacting because they're because of their own incompetence oh, i feel really bad for that kid I, I feel bad for he's definitely an well. adult now it's been 10 years so but yeah, yeah they're well i think that's so here here's the thing that i found most shocking about the whole situation is that the total, he killed 77 people total, with about over 100 having injuries. And this is like a camp with about 600 people, so he like, it was about a third of the camp that was either killed or hurt, and then everyone else is traumatized on top of that too. And the maximum sentence that he could possibly get in Norway is 21 years. So, and is a, there's a note, this was a note that I read on Wikipedia, and mind you, it's Wikipedia, and they're not the most reliable for some things, but they did make a comment saying that it's the largest, or if I'm assuming that's not one of the largest, massive shootings in history with, like, based on body, on, like, on person. So, like, with one person doing all the killing, it's the most in one thing. Most, most killings in one mass shooting. And that would make sense, again, from the perspective of that, if you have an automatic rifle and you're running around against an island, an isolated island full of non-people with no arms or any way to fight back. So I'm really surprised that there was no kind of exception for, like, because he was also, he wasn't insane. He was unrepentant. He was like, I would have done it again. So it's like, you are not going to fucking rehabilitate anything out of a guy. He is fucking beyond repair. Or whatever it is. He's just a rational person that want that wants to fucking hurt people. I was wrong, I had something else. Yeah, go for um, it. Um the fact that he was wearing like police gear, like he basically was able to coax many young children out of hiding to murder them because of that. He knew what he was doing. Of course he did. He was very aware. That's what I mean. It was all methodically planned out because the with the explosion too, like with the, having that overly large explosion, it was it was a false flag attack. That was like, it was meant to create a big bang to look over here while he goes and does something over here. Yeah. He was very, again, he was very unrepentant, saying that he did it because why did he decide to shoot children? Because it was the best way to hurt somebody. If you want to hurt somebody, you kill their fucking kids. Yeah, that's pretty on point if you want to mm -hmm. fucking hurt somebody. So this is what I mean where I get with the Norway thing, where they they have a really low recidivism whatever the fuck it is rate of people committing crimes again after they get out of prison because they rehabilitate them but this kind of I just think about it as a criticism I don't know like and again I don't know I, I'm, I'm a dumb foreigner so I don't I don't know shit but it does seem like 21 years is pretty fucking light for taking away 77 lives while impersonating a police officer so what 11 years left Oh yeah, then he'll be out again. So that'll be cool. Wonder what he's gonna do. Wonder if he's gonna go out for a job after. Wonder if anyone will hire him. <laughs> yeah, the that that's what I mean though, and that that'll just be an interesting thing coming up in a decade or so. Be interesting in any country he moves to too. Again, I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? Usually, too? if you're a, a convicted criminal, you can't leave the country. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, I don't know how it is for for Norway, but that's that's generally how it is. Okay. Uh, well, the other thing I was going to comment too, and this maybe goes into the, again, the shooting differences in both different movies, is that not wanting to sensationalize him or glorify him at all, which is a decision I respect on both sides. Like, I don't feel, okay, here's, oh, here's what I wanted to clarify too, is when I said that that shooting segment 
seemed like a video game in the American movie. I didn't mean like any kind of glorifying way. I meant like in like a mindless killing kind of a way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think any part of it was glorified or like rah, rah, this shit. And I think it's important, though, because I think that even though the movie, the other movie, the American movie showed more of the trial and all that kind of shit, I don't think it did anything to glorify him. And yeah. my and my argument for this is like, again, both movies, like, yeah, the Norwegian movie obviously barely showed the shooter as a creative choice and shit like that. And also, again, to kind of like not show him, because you don't even see the face of the guy. Because... Oh, well, I think in the second movie, because the second movie isn't just, like, a biopic about the event itself. Yeah. It, which that one was, which the American one was. The Norwegian movie is strictly showing what the victims went through. And it's not about the shooter. It's not about any of his motives. It's nothing. It's just, yeah. here is what we went through, basically. A fictionalized version of what they what they mm -hmm. went through. Um, and it's really well done. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Where the the characters' motivations and the things that ha things that happens are kind of they're not they drive the plot along, but it is about just that could be anybody in that situation, right? That was so yeah, like that again. I understand the story difference in there too, but that's bringing it up in like a way where when you're portraying the shit, how dicey it has to be between so you don't platform it and the glorified shit because of the how long ago did that Ted Bundy movie come on Netflix? Is that two years ago now? Two or three. Two or three. And that was a controversial thing because the movie didn't do a very good job of showing how fucked up Ted Bundy actually was and all those kind of terrible things he did. So you could argue that's like a bad biopic because it kind of shows all the pretty shit about it, but none of the none of the gruesome stuff. So it's not a whole picture of and a bit of a misrepresentation. And there's kind of, the movie is inconsistent with its, like, creative choices in there because you could argue that, oh, it was, like, how it was supposed to be portrayed at the time because people didn't quite know what was happening with him. Like, the news didn't know what was happening. And that's, like, that was actually a revolutionary thing because police departments were communicating between states. My point, though, is that this is what comes down to a philosophical thing, too, about just glor or talking about this shit but not having it just be glorifying of it because the movie triumphed the ill as another example of this kind of movie where it's a lot of amazing shots that are very portraying the massive rally or the Nuremberg rally. And so it's a very well-made movie portraying the Third Reich, but they don't do anything about the Holocaust or the gulags or whatever the fuck, all that kind of torture and crazy murder shit. So that's also not a good biopic or dioc documentary because it's it doesn't show the whole picture, much like the Zach Everyone thing. But this, these two movies show everything. And that's why I'm saying that they show everything without glorifying anything. And these that's why these two are successful movies about a tragic event. So I just wanted to give that credit in comparison to other movies that don't that do not do it as well. Can I go off topic just like really quick about Ted Bundy? Sure. Okay, so Zac Efron cast as Ted Bundy. Right? I thought that was a perfect casting <laughs> choice, to Okay, be here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, that I have a big problem with. The real Ted Bundy. There's this whole fucking narrative about Ted Bundy of like, oh, he was able to like trick so many women because he's so good looking. Have you fucking seen a picture of Ted Bundy? He's good looking for the time. He does not look good. The only reason why he was able to trick so many women is because he always pretended to be injured and shit. He preyed upon women's like need to like be helpful. But there were testimony. There, there's footage of people back in the day saying that he looks, he looks, he's such a, he's such a good-looking guy. There's no way he could have done it. There was like, there was footage. You can't deny that. Like, I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying that you don't think he's attractive, but you can't say that nobody found him attractive. It was like a, that was one of those things, right? Because he was charming too. And I'm not saying he was incredibly good-looking. He was good-looking enough. It's a low bar for men. <laughs> men have a lower bar for looking know. good. I don't think that. I mean, yeah, I, I guess they have a lower bar for looking good. Yeah. Like, Ted Bundy. And I agree with you. I agree with you that, like, I agree with you that he's not like attractive guy. Fuck. No, like, I, agree I, with, I agree with you he's not attractive. Like, the, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he is an attractive man. I would let him cradle me. Because I would be like, oh, I saw him. He video. could trick me into being murdered. Oh my god, no. I just saw the cutest thing on Reddit at The Rock the other day. It was like, he was driving through the celebrity neighborhood and he was waving at a tour bus. He's just like, hey, how you guys doing? He's like, so cool about it. He's like, such a nice guy. Uh, but anyway, though, sorry, though, what I mean, though, with the Ted Bundy thing is that, because also, like, attractive standards change over time, they're different between cultures, so, again, I'm not saying that it's inaccurate that you don't, that you don't think he's attractive, and a lot of people, they probably don't find him attractive, because we all know what he did. Yeah, but again, it was different, <laughs> it's how things are portrayed, right? Like I said, I don't think he was good-looking, I think he was good-looking enough, I think he was, like, not enough of an uggo to 
arouse suspicion. And you're right with the thing too, because again, if he's like injured, that's like the injured puppy thing that like adds more to it, right? That makes him more of an injured puppy. So I agree with you too in that like in that method of his. But that's why I'm saying where the Zac Efron movie didn't do a good job, or I'm like, I think it would have been again. I stand by the casting choice. I think the director did a shit job, or the writer in I portraying. Know, I didn't think it was that bad personally, and like, also it was paired with it was like the biopic was paired with documentary like that came out at the exact same time by the same yeah. director yeah which i thought was an interesting way to do that but like okay we should probably pull back pull back around well no i thought i thought this was i just thought it was relevant <laughs> for the whole thing about portraying because again it gets dicey in portraying actual events of people that did terrible things and not wanting to platform these people and show their message but also being able to talk about history like a thing that's actually happened you know what I mean? even better ted bundy documentary amazon i think but anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> well, no, and uh, that's uh, like I said. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I thought that was a relevant tangent just because of how history. Yeah, mine was completely irrelevant. I just wanted to say it. No, that's good. <laughs> that's fine though. Uh, but anyway, though, any so yeah, any any other thoughts about the whole and how you represent these kind of things, right? Like in these kind of tragic events, because like again, we're on the other side of the pond. I think they so. both did really good jobs. Uh, obviously, the. 22 July, the American movie. It's it's funded by Netflix. Probably been made a lot more money. Probably viewed by a lot more people um, than the Nor the Norwegian. Is that correct? I don't even know. Hello, Norwegian. Netflix. You're greenlit. It's my favorite. <laughs> of all time. Um, so I would recommend like watching both of them. There was there was a lot of people in Norway who didn't want the American movie to be made, and they were both came out of the same year. So I feel like maybe the the Norway one was their answer. Well, that's where we get into then, again, different cultural standards about even how something is portrayed. Because it would come to, again, they show nothing of the shooter. And you're right that that's the perspective of the story being told, right? Then may, And the like the other movie, too, like I didn't know. Because the other one had subtitles, too, right? Like It wasn't all in English. Like It was half subtitled, too, right? Mostly in English. Yeah, and that's where I was like, but I didn't he like casted Nor Norwegian actors, but wanted to use English to reach a wider audience. Okay, and that's what I mean though, where they because they were all Norwegian actors, but they were all super fucking Norwegian with their accents. And that and so like it felt like it felt like a very American movie. That's why I thought that I thought that was a Norwegian movie too. But mm -hmm. it was like it's still like an American movie in just how it's being told. But it's like it's all actors I don't recognize. And good for them for using those foreign actors. But yeah, no, I just think it's uh, I think both are worth watching too. But yeah, I think it's untastefully. Like, I don't think it's a distasteful like showing of that guy. Yeah, I guess the very last thing I would say is if you haven't heard much about the event itself, uh, watching both would be a a good way to familiarize familiarize yourself with how that really went down during the attack, and then also like just the general facts around it. Because I will say that then in July twenty two they make the they kind of don't really go into the with the cops thing, like they just basically have the cops showing up and jumping into a boat, which didn't happen. So like, it's mostly historically fa factual, except for like, they kind of downplay how bad their response was from the police. But I think it would be a, like, I think it is a good way to familiar, familiar size with, I can't say that word, um, with those events. That's what I'm going to end up for that. Again, so you have to go with, if you're showing the whole story too, because again, like the, what, what, what struck, me, struck me for the Norwegian film is that they ended with just saying the facts of like, the attack took 72 minutes and the movie's only 90 minutes long. So essentially you have 18 minutes of character introductions of like what's happening with the thing. And then the rest of the movie is the girl running around trying to like not die and shit. Yeah. So it was just really messed up and how long 72 minutes feels like when you're being hunted. Yeah. And so that was, I thought that was a really, again, as a career, as a creative choice of the movie, that yeah. was, I thought that that really was poignant with me. It, it really brings it home in a way that the American film just doesn't. Yeah. But then you have to sacrifice that when you're telling a larger story yeah. because of time. Right. And that's kind of where that's, that's the thing flaw with these, with actual movies that cover a whole, cover like a couple years of a story in two hours. Things have to be streamlined and cut. That's why you have to give some biopics a bit of leeway to like, Convey, I think biopics are good for conveying a rough story of what happened, and then for the exact details, you gotta look up. For yeah, that's I think that's a good way because I think kind of did. And that's and that's a good way to do it though, because actually I used to be like against biopics for a long time because I'm like, oh, it's an accurate history, but I was like, yeah, but it's if it like if it streamlines it because you have to streamline it because you can't show every single fucking thing that happens. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm more I'm more in favor of biopics now and just being like, it's good to get people interested in a thing and then look it up. Because I've actually looked up more inter- looked up shit because of biopics. And there's still really bad ones, like Cough, mm-hmm. that Queen one. I can't remember the name of it. The Queen one? The Queen biopic was really bad. I don't think I saw it. Uh, well, don't. It's It was called Rocket Man or something. Or not Elton oh. John. I don't know. Same thing. Um. <laughs> actually, I think that one was good. I think it was We Will oh, Rock the, You. Um, the... The director who made the American film also made a biopic about 9-11. Huh. And I'm, I'm probably going to watch that soon, just out of curiosity. Because um, when I was reading people's opinions and stuff about um, his film, there were some arguments about was this tasteful or not? Was this respectful? And a lot of people were arguing, saying, oh, well, he did one about 9-11. He has, like, you know, a career, kind of, like, he knows how to do this already. Mm-hmm. And that they did think it was respectful, and I, I did too. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, so this is kind of his thing. It's making like um, biopics about horrific events. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you're into, I guess. <laughs> well, that's why again I thought it was worth bringing up and comparing to the Ted Bundy thing, and again, Triumph of the Hills. An extreme example is when having a biopic because you can totally do it just in a distasteful way. This guy did not do that. I thought that he did it in a very tasteful way, so both movies are worth watching. Yeah. And even if again the American one wouldn't fly in Norway for how they show things. I feel like it's, it is tastefully done. It's not. Yeah. So sorry. And I know that's sorry. I sound like a broken record at this point, but I do think it's an important thing because it's a horrific event. So doing that, you have to be careful, but you have to be able to show things too. And they don't shy away from how everything was. And yeah, no, no, I think that's all I really have to say on that as a short bit for these two movies that kind of, yeah. Cause again, they're not very like, they're not very complex movies. They're just kind of about the same event and just different takes on it. And it's when it comes to like a stop story talk, I find that interesting and like the different approaches and they're both very effective for different reasons. It also gives me a bit of perspective too. It's like, to be honest, throwing me a bit into the sublime in a, in a small way, just because it's really easy to not, to always just need to think about even, not even like what even is happening in your country, what's happening just in your city and your general area, right? And then, but bad shit like that's happening all over the world. And it's just unfortunate these kind of terror, these terrorist attacks come from both sides and from all over the fucking world. I, I, I like to say, again, it threw me into a bit of the, uh, like, oh, right, like, everyone on Earth, there's no perfect country that doesn't have crazy shit happening that's terrible that just has to be dealt with. Yeah, no, it's just sometimes all it takes is one single crazy fucking asshole. Yeah. And that's kind of, uh, it's actually, I think, one of the most, I think it's actually advantage one of the biggest takeaways from it as well, is that the, it's just, like, one man with an automatic weapon on an island full of defense, uh, unarmed people maybe that's the biggest thing to emphasize from these things that these most extreme attacks the majority of people are not on board with them most people are would not have anything be that extreme and it's just a small percentage of people that happen to have this don't have this opinion and domain machine right mm-hmm. and and just kind of input and put push this stuff forward it's not emblematic of most people any uh do you have any closing thoughts though coming I mean, back sorry and i don't mean to keep waxing like i'm fucking no i think person. i think i'm finally done I'm just kind of like, I yeah, keep thinking sorry. more things I have to say, but I think, I think that's it about this. Okay. Well, and any, any other closing thoughts though before we say goodbye and just, I don't actually know when the next episode will be out to be fair. Just as like an ending thing here, because next, I have to get ready for school within the next two weeks, get that all hashed out, buying books and all that kind of stuff. We and coming there with stuff too. Uh, yeah. Are we putting this out on the 30th or September 6th? I figure we'll put this out. I figure let's put this out on the 30th. And then we'll kind of be like, because I want to, we want to make sure we cover the election debates. I really want to do right. that. Uh, my next big thing is going to be a pretty major Fairy Creek update because their shit's been going out. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, because also, well, I also have a, I have a wedding to go to. Also, like, in the mid-September as well. So, this, uh, that's why I'm saying just, uh, it's, we'll, we'll launch this at the end of August. is like an end of the month episode. is a bit of a the short final thing. summer special. Final summer special at the movies with Gummy Bear. That's, uh. It was kind of, yeah, it was like the universe tried to stop us from talking about these movies, but we, we said, no, universe, we're going to record and talk about this anyway. Yeah, the next episode, though, I would say imagine, imagine two weeks from now, or two, when this comes out, it's on the 30th, so we'll take a week off in between. Two weeks from the 30th. So we'll take the 6th off, and the next episode will be on the 13th on Monday, the 13th. Monday, the 13th. That'll be after the that'll be after the debates because the debates are on the eighth. Once we go watch, really okay. Well, that'll give us some time. Yeah, so we have that way of time to plan because again, there's a lot of this is me adjusting to school and all that kind of stuff too, getting back in there. 
Finding a new roommate, all that kind of crap, right? All that fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Summer fun yeah. is over. Getting jobs, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, sorry, and I realize this isn't even like this isn't even like a light episode. We're talking about like a terrible fucking thing, like a grim. The first at the movies with Gummy Bear and Captain in the fall will be about that time. Yeah, maybe it's whenever because, that is. Yeah, hopefully because one I, day. Yeah, because <laughs> again, everything like I said, I appreciate any of our anyone that's been listening, just being uh. Over the next month, while we kind of figure out a regular schedule to work out, while I kind of do school and all that. But yeah, obviously the next uh, actually yeah, there's a next I think the next promising next one I might be promising young woman. But anyway, because I don't want to rent it again, but it was like a good movie. That was a good movie that we're we're talking about. Um, totally for messed up, but also like we'll watch a couple a couple other messed up psychological movies too, worth talking about as well. <laughs> and uh, maybe let's plug maybe let's talk about the hunt during the election special because <laughs> that's not. <laughs> We should be in its own category. <laughs> so, I want to watch that shitty Amazon one. Okay, fine. We'll do it. It seems like a rip-off. Okay, okay we're, we're, we'll, we're doing we'll, it again. Let's, let's do that. Okay, so more segues. Don't so, you, okay, you know what? Everyone just got to love our after, our very end of the podcast ramblings. Yeah, well, that's why we always <laughs> said put the star was the nonsense part. Just like, I just turn out if you want just, to. Just put the music over top right now. Uh, anyway, though, uh, have a good have a good rest of your summer, though, if anybody, even though it's good to listen to this on the last day of summer. So I hope the rest of your summer was good. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, everyone have a good, safe summer. Also, it was National uh, Shroom's Day in the last couple of days, too. Why cares. does that even exist? Because Shroom's out of the way. There's Just... a day for everything. There isn't enough. There's only 365 days in a year, man. Oh. Only be so many days. My next project is making up a day for everything. I'm going to be I'm gonna be worse than Twitter and Instagram combined. You're going to make yourself crazy. Too late. I'm already crazy. There are billions of things. I can make them more days. I'll make so a new calendar with billions of days for, for my stupid days. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. A couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling out the way it won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian Piratecast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. And take care of each other. Bye. Bye.